0: Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Penick, and we got ourselves a little Giants versus the Raiders preview. We're gonna have Danny Kang on later for our fancy draft giant factors and spread picks, and then Matt Holder of SB Nation uh, will will be come on for a little quick interview previewing the matchup from the Raiders side. Justin, how are you feeling? I feel like we should be like in a bad mood right now, but for some. I don't know why, but recording the preview pod every week on Thursday afternoon, it just puts me in a good mood. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like it's christening the weekend for me.
1: Yeah. I'll be back in MetLife this, uh, this weekend. It's getting colder, getting chillier. That's why I got my sweatshirt on. Bobby Skinner, by the time you come up here, if it's going to be trending in this downward direction of getting cold, you are going to be chilly. You're going to be really, really chilly. Uh, but I'll be there. David Powis, I'll be hanging out with Snacks in Parking Lot L. Come find us. And yeah, you know what? Thursday afternoon, you take the records away, the Giants just played the Chiefs really well on the road. They're coming back home against a team that is traveling across the across the country. I'm still looking at this game saying, you know what? There's some ways that this team can win. The Raiders are I think a little bit worse than what their record says, but also they are a solid football team as well. I'm going to put it out there right now, spoiler alert for game predictions. I think the Giants are winning this weekend.
0: I like it. I like it. It's um, we'll see. I mean, it's the week before the bye week, so it's like you got a little rest afterwards um, of this too. So it's 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 exciting. Just before we get into this preview, this episode was brought to you only by one person, um, but at the same time, this person is acting as many people. Uh, His name is Easy. That's just his name, Easy. Uh, not Easy Ingram. Take it uh, easy. Not Easy E. Um, he's not beating people's heads in with Louisville sluggers. No. Just just E Z. Easy. But he's on, he's the world beater
1: tier. Wow. That's how you know. Um, thank you to Easy because Bobby, when was the last time we, that we recorded Talking Giants in back to back days?
0: Um It was after the the Bucks game last year. Sure.
1: All right. Easy went to the Actually, page no, on- probably during free agency. Yeah, yeah, news breaks, stuff like that. Easy went to patreon.com slash giants between... Or draft day and draft night. That is true, Wednesday night and Thursday at 5.52 p.m. It was PM. on Thursday. Between those times, Easy went to patreon.com slash giants. Went to the World Beater tier, but just for $2 a month. Get to hang out with us as uh, live as we record the shows. Bobby sends us some magnets, stickers, whatever, and then... You have an opportunity to win two shirts two times a month. Patreon.com/talkinggiants.
0: Giants. right, Justin, we're playing the Raiders. Um, and the, again, they are, they're a good team. You know, they're like a, they're just a kind of like a solid team right now. Um, but on the Giants front, the wide receiver core is like, you look at and you see like every single one's on the injury report. You know, if you include CJ Board, you have six that are technically injured. But I actually feel kind of good because Kenny Galladay's on the limited. You know, and Tony's going to play, you know, he's like, he's with the hand thing. He'll play through that. John Ross is unlimited. Shep and Pettis are going to be out. I'm, I'm assuming Shep's going to be out. Pettis out assumes out, but like, you know, you asked me for what two wide receivers I want playing. It's gony Goni, uh, Goni Galladay and Tony, like those two together are a good wide receiver core. And then you have Slayton as well. Like that's a, that's a good th- a trio of wide receivers.
1: Could we call Tony and Galladay Goni? Goonies? The Goonies? Or the holiday, holiday, happy holidays, happy tall. We just did it. And we found it. Happy holidays. It's, it's, gonna- it's not gonna. If we were good, it would stick. It's gonna stick one day. Yeah, it's nice to have Kenny Galladay back. Um, I, I, I you know, if you possible. want the, I, I, he's coming back. I'm sure of it. Okay. I'm willing to bet an insignificant body part.
0: It helps out Kadarius Tony a ton. It helps out Daniel Jones a ton. It helps out the offensive line a ton because it you know pulls that pulls that safety you know and, and yeah. you know as much as people are down on him right now because he was out he was signed to that contract for a big for a reason because he's a really good player um,
1: and he was a good player was being a good player before he went down with that injury too and the the plaques comparisons continue Bobby Skinner because I have a feeling this guy is always going to be on the injury report he's going to be limited throughout practice the entire week but. Hopefully he'll find a way to play on Sunday, so.
0: Yeah, and it's, we haven't got, like you said, you know, this isn't a Kenny Galladay episode, but it's like, yeah, have we gotten that Daniel Jones-Kenny Galladay touchdown yet? No, like, that sucks. But like like you said, Kenny Galladay was producing. You know, he was the best receiver on the team when he was playing. He was averaging a ton of yards per catch. Uh, you with know, a high catch yards rate. Per game. Yeah, with a high catch rate. Like, you know, close to the highs of his entire career, you know. Uh, shout out Daniel Jones. So, you know, and that was them just get you know not having a ton of chemistry yet. So I'm, I'm excited for him. And this Raiders defense is a middle of the pack defense right now. Yep. The issue though is yes, are they middle of the pack? But what they're good at is what scares me is that we're going to do the same conservative stuff. Is now it might work because their secondary is not that good, and you can kind of like well, it worked versus the Panthers. It might work for versus the Raiders, where the Chiefs are a team you need to attack downfield. Where the Raiders, it could be like hey, quick stuff works a, a lot better but it's, they have Max Crosby and Yannick and Gawkway, and, and Max Crosby's playing really well right now. You know, he's only five sacks, which isn't great for the defensive end position, but he's like top of the league in QB hits with, with, uh, 19 QB hits. And the thing is that they do that without blitzing. They, they blitz the least amount in the entire NFL, Justin at 12%, like the least. And it's like, it's by a good margin, uh, the least amount. And, and that's, with them being sixth in pressures and eighth in sacks, so like they're able to do that versus not just the bad Giants offensive line, but versus every other team's offensive line, they can be they can almost never blitz and still get to the quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm no longer going into a game saying, "Wow, this gi- this defense that the Giants are playing this weekend, they're they're really bad." So I'm expecting this Giants offense to really take advantage of it. You know, I, I almost feel like it's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's almost a crapshoot of you know when the Giants may break out or have a good game plan, or you know when 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 they don't, right? You know, you talk about Max Crosby having quite an interesting season because he does have five sacks, three of them came in one game against the Broncos, Broncos. and, and then, it was a lot
0: of stunts. They stunt you to, they have started stunting you to death, and like all of his sacks came on stunts.
1: And then the other two came week one against the Baltimore Ravens. He has 19 QB hits. He has three games of five QB hits. Um, you know, then the rest of the games are, you know, he split up the other four from there. So He's I'm gonna hoping, line up on Nate Solder, too. I'm hoping this is not one of those games where, you know, it's a it's a two three sack Max Crosby game and it's a five QB hit Max Crosby game because I think it's more likely that that happens rather than the old, the alternative.
0: It may not be a two three uh, sack game, but it's he's gonna be pressure because. He bull rushes, you know, and it's like, if you're playing Nate Solder, stop trying to go around him, go through him, and that's what Max Crosby's going to do. Now, again, they're going to stunt a lot. Nate Solder and Will Hernandez have been horrible at that, but I would rather get beat by a stunt than by Nate Solder just getting bull rushed into the quarterback. You know, now Jones has been good at pocket manipulation. Um, This year, you know, we even talked about last week, yeah, did they have three sacks? One was on an RPO that Jones had to kill, so that's not on QB or O-line. And then the other two were on the last drive of the game. Um, so they've done a good job of limiting sacks. I wish they would actually accept some more sacks and take
1: some shots, but that's just
0: not what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, What a world. What a world we're living in where Daniel Jones' sack rate can be like you know, over 20%. He gets sacked one out of every four plays. And now this year we're actually wishing that he took a few more sacks for the sake of pushing the ball downfield. Which, by the way, in my stats report video, um, I I tried to debunk the whole thing of you need and need is the key word there and we talked about this on Wednesday's mailbag show too but you you need it, it it's needed a good pass protection offensive line to push the ball down the field I I don't think that's true because there are a lot of exceptions and it's actually funny you know not to jump the gun but it's funny how the Raiders offensive line is bad their as offense well. is horrible their They're offensive bad. line is horrible. But Derek Carr has been pushing the ball downfield more than he's ever done in his entire career, and he's taken more deep shots at 20-plus yards more than any other quarterback in the National Football League this year. So,
0: Yeah, so there you go. That's actually a great example, and we'll, we'll talk about their offense. Here's the thing. We talk, we've talked about on these preview pauses, you can't count on the running game. Um, so, But at the same time, the Raiders have the fourth-worst rushing defense. They're the second-worst in yards per attempt at 4.7 yards per attempt. So, am I asking for that? Am I asking for, you know, 5 yards a pop and 131 yards? No. But I will say, 20 carries for 80 yards would do some real good for this offense, you know, or 18 carries for 72 yards. If you can give us, you know, 15 plus carries of 4, you know, getting 4 yards a pop, being able to, like, that would do wonders for this offense, Um, especially with the way that they play, you know, that they because they do like to hand it off. So, being able to get those 4 or 5 yards pop a pop and not getting you behind the sticks and third and 7 where you're not going to, you know, where they're going to not really try and stretch the field and they're checking down and stuff, like that will help a lot. If you can just have just an, if you can just have an average run game, it would do it would be good for this offense because it's been bad all year.
1: Yeah, first down efficiency is something that has been a problem for, (laughs) I feel like for a very long time, you know, the teams that are best on first down and the teams that avoid third down are, you know, some of the best in the national football league. And, you know, since, you know, Eli Manning started to decline a little bit, the giants have been one of those teams that have found themselves in third and long situations quite often. So I don't care how it happens, Bobby. I don't care if it's through the run game. Um, The giants have been one of the more pass happy teams on early downs this season, which makes me happy, but still, you know, the, it, just because you're throwing the ball on early downs doesn't mean that you're efficient on first down. You know, that's that's not how analytic. That's not how analytics works. A lot of people like to think, oh, just because you throw the ball a lot means that you're going to win. No, you got to do it well, and you have, you know, you got to have the the play calling, the execution, and everything that goes with it. So early down efficiency, that's something that needs to improve. So let's see it. Let's see it this game. You know, I don't care how it happens.
0: Tony, you know, the uh, in the interview with Matt Holder, he talks about like i asked him like, how would you try and attack this defense he's like i would use tony in the slot and uh you know there's their nickel defender it's pretty weak so tony um uh, need a big game out of him yeah. you know and and with Galde returning from the injury let's so let's say we don't have much expectation for him even though i do expect him to play well if he plays it's like all right well tony's kind of all we got right now you know slayton's coming off of a zero catch zero yards um Booker's been a decent receiving back the past couple of weeks, but you know it's, it's not like you're looking like, hey, we got to get Booker involved in the receiving game. So Tony is like, is that one guy who is like, hey, man, you can um, you can really impact this game from a skill position where it's like no one else. Um, if Galladay's hurt, like really, is, is making that difference for you.
1: Yeah, and without Shep, Tony should be in the slot. There's no, there's no more of that conversation well, of, you know, there's no more of that conversation of. How do you balance Shep and Tony? Tony should be lining up majority in the slot, but like you know, Bobby just said he, you know, they they he yeah, will be Tony's lining up. Yeah, Tony's not just a
0: slot receiver; like right. he plays outside. You know, you use him in both ways, but take advantage and don't of use, the bad Don't, don't and don't right. use don't use Tony like they did last week, where it was just you're using him in motion on run plays. Use him. Use him as a part of the wide receiver game. Use him as a part of the regression. They just didn't do this that this past week.
1: I don't understand why they can't put him in motion near the line of scrimmage. Like, why do you need to motion him in the backfield and put him five yards behind the line of scrimmage before the play starts? Motion at the snap, at the time the ball is snapped. What's what's so difficult about that?
0: We'll do that, but I also I like what they're doing and they're manipulating linebackers to help them open up in the run game, and it does help.
1: No, I, there's um, a balance. Or, there, you there's know, a balance. it
0: up the middle of the field for slants and stuff.
1: Tony should be moving on the majority of snaps. The majority of snaps, he really should.
0: I. I... It's just it's hard to build that into everything.
1: Yeah, especially if you're have an offense that's from two thousand eight two thousand nine,
0: so but having the same player just motioning all game like that's I just don't I don't think that's that beneficial. And you okay. have to think it's like they're not robots, like they get tired. Okay. Um so so i I'm, I'm i I like the way they use them in motion. I think it's helped with the running game and RPOs and stuff like that. Anything else on our offense versus their defense?
1: Nope.
0: Derek Carr. They're second in the league right now in passing yards per game. He's averaging 307 yards per game passing. Um, now, um, Derek Carr, like you said, has been attacking deep the past couple of weeks. They have been taking what's in front of them. Derek Carr has been, been really efficient. He's had, He's having a really good year. Um, and they, they do spread the ball around. Obviously, obviously Rugs is gone, you know, so that does change their offense. I'm sure that changes the way they throw the ball downfield, although they do. You know, I think they'll they'll try and use a guy like Zay Jones in that Rugs role, but it's just not going to have the impact that that Henry Ruggs has. Um, but why this offense doesn't scare you, it can, no, this offense could put up 30 points on the Giants. I, the biggest difference is, like, they are really bad running the ball. Like, they are really bad running the ball. You know, they're fourth worst in yards per game. They're second worst in yards per carry. Like, they make our running game look good. Um, So, you can do too high safety stuff. And, like, you can – I think you can rely on Leonard Williams, Austin Johnson, and Dexter Lawrence stopping the run. You know, and it's like if they're if they're not able to run outside, like, that's when the Giants have had their biggest issues in the run game is guys running outside of the tackle. So, I think we'll be able to hold them, put them behind, down, you know, some downs. And it's like, all right, we just got to – because Derek Carr spreads the ball all around, like you kind of have to have everybody on their P's and Q's. Like this is a big game for whoever plays in the nickel. Darnay Holmes, Xavier McKinney. I'm assuming, um, is not going to play.
1: Um, no, I don't think he's going to play.
0: You know, so like you got like he, everyone's kind of got to step up, and I think they might use Aaron like Aaron Robinson a little more. We weren't expecting much out of him. We weren't expecting anything out of him, and they, you know, we're playing. They, you know, he played nine reps, but they were all early. So I think they're gonna throw some different things at the Raiders and on third down it'll be a lot of like hey press man you got a dory 101 you're gonna put aaron robinson on on a renfro type and then you're gonna put james bradbury on darren waller which we talked about on the preview pod last week we're like ah like we're like kind of want bradbury to play like on kelsey right and we're like yeah but we've never done that with a tight end they did it last week so i think they'll do it again especially on third down
1: yeah and next gen put out a um pretty cool graphic about Kelsey versus linebackers and Kelsey versus DBs and the splits between those two. And it was dramatic. Like, Kelsey was actually really bad against DBs versus linebackers where, you know, the you know I believe it was the completion percentage over expected when he was against linebackers was much higher. Derek Carr, in terms of throwing the ball a lot and, you know, run, having trouble running the ball, every single game this year, he's had more than 34 passing attempts except against Denver a couple weeks ago, which the game script of that game... Las Vegas was pretty much in control almost the entire game, and then Denver started to put a little bit of a comeback towards the latter part of the game. But 34 passing attempts every single game so far this season besides one. And the transformation of Derek Carr, just from a football fan standpoint, as somebody who got so much flack, so much, like people were mocking him. And a lot of people that I follow, like analytics people, they, they were mocking him for how much of a check down Charlie that he is. And 2018-2019, his intended air yards per passing attempt was 6.8 and 6.6, respectively. 2020 and 2021, 8.1 intended air yards per passing attempt in 2020, 9 yards intended air yards per passing attempt this year. He has taken the most deep shots in the, the, the entire National Football League. his most deep yards. I mean, it, it is crazy how he has really transformed himself as a quarterback, in spite of, by the way, in spite of having not really that great pass protection in front of him. So really good, I mean, good good, for Derek Carr, especially to kind of stick that middle finger to a lot of his haters that said, oh, you're just a check down, Charlie. You're no more than just a game manager. He's kind of proven it.
0: F the haters. But you know what? This week I'm going to be a hater on Derek Carr. I want him to suffer. Um, now, he, like I said, he spreads the ball around well. Now, they're losing 67 yards per game in rugs but you know Ruggs was averaging 67 per game Waller 63 Renfo 57 uh, uh Brian Edwards 49 like he spreads the ball around well and i feel like that is i feel like is going to be the we- that's the weakness of a, of the Giants defense is a QB who spreads it around well where yeah. a guy like Patrick Mahomes a guy like Russell Wilson a guy like Sam Donner who's like hey these are my guys these are the guys i want to hit those are the defenses i feel good about and this is why the Raiders offense worries me um, you know more more so than the Chiefs, to be honest, is because Derek Carr does spread the ball around. And he finds open guys. You know, hopefully we can get him into a way where he's forcing it to uh, you know, a, a Waller type. Uh, but Renfro is really Renfro worries me more than than uh Waller because it's like nickel corner has been a revolving door this year for the Giants. There's been different every single week. So um, Renfro is really the one that worries me because that's going to be the chain mover.
1: Yeah, Derek Carr while still throwing the ball deep down the field, um, you know, relatively deep down the field. Still has a completion rate of almost sixty-eight percent, which is kind of crazy. You know, you typically perceive QBs that maybe like to stretch the field a little bit more. They take the shots, they throw the 50 50 balls. Half the time they're gonna be caught, half the time they're not. But for Carr, he's still being very, very efficient. And this Giants defense, they still allow a lot of completions. They'll still allow drives to kind of sustain themselves, but it's really you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks formula last year and then the Kansas City Chiefs formula that happened this past week is when you get to a certain field zone, are you going to clamp down? Against the Seahawks last year, it was when teams got to midfield, they clamped down. This past week against the Chiefs, the Chiefs ran 19 plays inside the red zone. They average 1.5 yards per play in the red zone. 19 plays the Chiefs ran. So if you get to a certain part of the field against a good offense, is this Patrick Graham defense going to clamp down, or are they going to do what they did to kind of start the season, and are they just going to let other teams, you know, run amuck on them, no matter what the field zone and no matter what the situation is?
0: Anything else on their uh, offense?
1: No, we did forget though. What's our prediction for Saquon? He's not playing. I also agree that he's not playing. This was supposed to be his target week, but um, Joe not Judge happening.
0: basically confirmed in his press conference today that he's not playing. Not happening. Um, we also f- forgot to read the ad.
1: Yeah. So guess what, guys and gals? I don't like just saying guys. I like saying you all. Everybody Have you
0: seen the analytics? It's ninety nine percent guys. Even though we have a, you know a few ladies. I
1: don't care. Like, we have a gonna... we've we've gotten a few lady Patreon members recently. So guess what, yeah. everyone? When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. You got to be Roman ready. You might have just heard Mikey Bark in the background. He's going to be coming on the second part of the show. Mikey and I, we've still been spooning the bed. I got a new mattress. It's a lot harder. That mattress is more Roman ready. When you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means that you're free to enjoy the moment free. Be free. And when the moment comes again, you want to be Roman ready, even though you are far from ordinary. That's true. I just talked about making love to my dog. The truth is, is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So this is what you, this is what I want you to do. Go to getroman.com/johnboy right now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment a u.s licensed healthcare professional they'll work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate it ships to you free with two-day shipping the process straightforward convenient and discreet getting started is simple getromancom roman.com slash john boy complete an online visit connect with that u.s licensed healthcare provider get roman.com slash john boy do it today And if you're prescribed to get $15 off your first month of ED treatment, make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Don't fall short in the bedroom. How do you like that? Season joke. Thank you to Roman.
0: And now, Matt Holder of Espy Nation. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. I went on this guy's show. Well, I was gonna mail it in, not do uh, an interview. I Was just gonna get into the bye week mode, but the guy was the guy was a smart guy, and he goes down to the Senior <laughs> Bowl. So it's like I got I got I got to get another 10, 15 minutes. Matt Holder <laughs> was on. I was on his podcast earlier, so make sure to go check it out. Matt Matt Holder of Silver and Black Pride SB Nation for the Raiders. What's going on, man? Uh, eventful week. I'm sure you're excited just to get to watching the actual football on the field.
2: Yeah, exactly. Definitely excited to talk about something that's a lot less depressing. And a long time no talk, man. Been a couple hours, so
0: I know, I know. So go, make sure to go check out, uh, you know, myself on on his pod. But we'll start with the head, and that's Derek Carr. You know, he's he's always been like a good QB, and you know, it's when teams aren't winning, you you know, you're not really paying attention to them, and right? Especially like it's either you're really good in the spotlight or you're bottoming them out, and everyone <laughs> is laughing. And Derek Carr's kind of, and the Raiders have kind of been in that like middling tier for the last few years since uh that year they went to the playoffs but this year Derek Carr's like he's kind of impressing a lot of people what is it that's impressing people to make a step forward or is it he's just kind of the same thing but they're winning so people are noticing it more
2: yeah I mean so it's kind of funny they actually asked uh both Gruden and Derek Carr at the beginning of the season um if they had noticed anything different and both of them tried to Tried to give the the answer of it if it's been the same guy, but, it, I mean, it just clearly hasn't. He started the year off being a lot more aggressive and taking shots down the field, and I think a lot of teams uh, – that was catching a lot of teams by surprise because that's not who he's been in the past. He's kind of got the moniker of the last few years of the captain check down and uh, quick to come off his reads and uh, hit those guys in the flats and uh, all that. And then uh, he started the year off just bombing it down the field and I think was, uh, again, like being able to put um, – showing great awareness on his blitz pick, pick blitz pickups and hitting guys like Henry Ruggs down the field on uh, some deep shots to kind of seal a lot of the games. And then I think teams started sitting back and playing like, more coverage, which is what they were doing at the beginning of his career. And he uh, still was trying to hit those bombs. I think part of it was Gruden and his play calling too. And then ever since they've made the switch to uh, Olson as the offensive coordinator, the play caller, um, they've used a lot more play action, gotten a lot more modern taken more with defensive, given them and uh, kind of picked and choose their shots. And he's been able to find a really balanced the last few weeks and kind of uh, really played his way back into the MVP con- candidate conversation. I mean, Raiders are second in the AFC right now and uh, offense is rolling. And then he's, uh, he's having a hell of a year so far. I think you're
0: muted. Muted. I usually don't do that <laughs> in interviews. I only do it in the regular pod. Obviously Darren Waller's the, the, the best you know weapon on that team but you know rugs rugs is out um and you know i was looking at the depth chart and it's like really no one has any wide receiver stats that's on the team besides him uh him zay jones and then uh and then edwards is Zay do or and renfro so there's only three guys right now on like the espn depth chart Zay jones has always kind of been like a big play guy i'm not gonna say he's gonna replicate rugs but do you expect him to like step into that role because I mean, even Nelson Aguilar was having some success with Derek Carr last year on – I think he was averaging like 20 yards a catch or something crazy.
2: Yeah. uh, Zay Jones has kind of been around for a few years. This has already been his best year of uh, his time with the Raiders, and um, he only has about like five catches this year. He's had a couple big ones and some big moments. Um, Part of that, obviously, was he was behind and buried on the depth chart and wasn't getting a whole lot of playing time. So we'll see what he can bring to the table. We'll see if he can – not necessarily fill Henry rugs, shoes, but, um, at least kind of make up for some of that and hopefully win down the field. Cause yeah, like you kind of said, or alluded to, they, they only have three receivers on the roster other than, or including Zay Jones. Um, they just called up Dylan Stoner, who is an undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma state. Uh, Stoner had looked all right in the preseason, but even he's, uh, not a downfield guy and they kind of have a lot of guys that, uh, are good in the short to intermediate areas but they lose that guy that can be able to take the top off and pl- force defenses to play back so i'm hoping zay jones can at least uh make a couple plays maybe early on in the game to to get teams to soften up the giants are softening up this weekend but we'll see what happens it's uh definitely a guy where i'm not holding my breath but i think he can be at least be enough to get by for now
0: another guy who you could kind of see you know Renfro was probably going to lead the way out of the slot but you know now it's yeah. like Brian Edwards who I think you know a lot of people liked in the draft and then it was like oh it's going to be a big year but then it's you know Renfro and Ruggs and Waller you know ahead of him what like what's what like what's the like what's the the deal with with Edwards right now and do you think he'll make like a big step up in involvement with Ruggs out or is it just like he's kind of what he is
2: yeah he so he it's kind of uh, was one of the weird things in the beginning of the season where like he actually had like more yards in like the last two minutes in overtime of games than he did like in the rest of the, uh, the rest of the entire game. So in the yeah, last the Ravens 12 minutes, game to start the, yeah. Year. Yeah. So, so that was the Ravens game. And then like the week after it's kind of like the same thing where he just like all of a sudden would disappear for three quarters and all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, he's just like some superhero. But I think that his biggest problem is he's not, much of a separator he's much more of those contested catch type of guys where those are you know good guys to have on your team but it's hard to develop a chemistry develop that trust from Derek Carr because he's not going to be open a whole lot Carr's going to have to throw him open and throw 50 50 balls and you know him being only a second year player and um you know behind Darren Waller and uh Henry Bruggs at the time and Hunter Renfro he's not probably doesn't have Carr's trust quite as much but I think Definitely with him, you know, moving up, kind of getting that natural progression. I think they'll try and feed him the ball a little bit more, try and get him more involved in the offense. Uh, I think as the as time goes on, I think he'll, him and Derek Carr will develop a little bit more chemistry together. We'll see the, him emerge a little bit more. He's made some flash plays, really good at the catch point. It's just a matter of him being able to get more looks and uh, be able to break away from cornerbacks. because That's kind of where he struggles right now.
0: I see the run game is struggling for you, or at least it seems. You know, looking at the numbers, you know, you know, we talked on your pod about the offensive line struggling a little bit, but just from the running back point of view, how is like the Jacobs? You know, you guys spent the first round pick on him, and then gave uh, Kenyon Drake a a decent check. How is that duo
2: working together? So it's uh, it's kind of a TBD right now because. Part of it was Jacobs was injured. Jacobs was injured going into the season opener, ended up playing and got limited touches uh, and then missed the next two games. And then Peyton Barber ended up standing up and get, getting more cover, uh, carries instead of Ken and Drake, which surprised a lot of people, including myself, because uh, of, like you said, they signed a big contract for RB2 and still use him as an RB2 when their RB1 was down. Uh, and then it was hasn't been until like the last two weeks, uh, coincidentally when Olson has taken over, where they both kind of shared more time, and that was working really well. They were able to use Kenny Drake in the passing game, get him more involved, and get him out in space. And he uh, ended up, I think he scored uh, three touchdowns the last week. Maybe only two, but that, those were his first two, and gotten more involved. His production has gone way up. And then with Jacobs too, they've gotten him involved in uh, the passing game as well. And they kind of started to balance it a little bit more. But Jacobs' biggest problem right now is he just can't stay healthy. he's kind of that's kind of been right. his MO since he was even since he was a rookie. He uh um, played with a fractured shoulder, ended up missing time as rookie, This time last year, already he's missed time this year. Um actually against the Eagles, he left at halftime. He's okay now, he'll play on Sunday. But uh, yeah, he's just kind of in that category of uh seems like his body's failing him a little bit already, which obviously is not good, what you're hoping for in year three.
0: On the defensive side, you know, we know Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. We know the Giants offensive line's bad, so we know when you have to worry <laughs> about that. So, if you know, if, if you were an offensive coordinator for, you know, for the Giants and you know, hey, yeah, you kind of got a weak O-line versus, you know, some good pass rushers there, what what is, like, the weakness or, like, the way you would attack the Raiders or, like, ways that, you know, teams have been successful versus them?
2: Yeah I think where teams have been successful which I don't know how much is going to help with the Giants with what you're talking about weak offensive line a lot of injuries up there it's been running the ball against the Raiders. Um, the Raiders defense is built to stop the pass uh, even their defensive tackles are much better pass rushing defensive tackles. Uh, Quentin Jefferson has never really been much of a run defender and he's uh, got putting on his back a few times um, this season and then Solomon Thomas has had a really good year for them as a pass rusher, just not so much as a run defender. And they really only have one good run defending defensive lineman and Jonathan Hankins. So yeah, we know him that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I was a former giant. I forgot about that. So uh, he's a uh, really the only guy that they have can, that can stop the run. Um, but then again, with the giants offensive line struggles, I'm not sure if that's a viable option and playing the a second string running back, it looks like again. So, what I would try and do is try and pepper um, Kadarius Tooney out in the slot just because he is going to be a guy that can make plays in space and can make guys miss. The Raiders are starting Nate Hobbs, as who's a fifth-round pick rookie, but he's played phenomenally this year. He's a guy that will probably be up for a defensive rookie of the year, candidate if he keeps it up. And uh, it'll be an interesting battle because one of Hobbs' strengths has been as a, his tackling. So And obviously, Kadarius Tooney, being as shifty as he is, can really test that. So it'll be a couple guys who – get strength on strength, see who's better. So that's kind of where, where I would go. See if you can get that rookie involved as many, many ways as possible. Maybe even in the running game on some jet sweeps and, uh, trying to attack the Raiders defense that way.
0: Well, I mean, Tony's like our only thing we have right now. So I'm glad, I'm glad that that's, that's what you said. So like, that's all right. We could get it. We could get excited about that. Tony (laughs) can win us the game. Um, I was going to ask you the biggest difference since Gruden left, but you, you, you answered it with, uh, with your car question. So, um, I'll just finish off by telling you that um, – I, I actually told you on all, in our interview, some of my best friends are Raiders fans. No, and yeah. But since I've known them, they've only played once, and it was the one time in my entire life I was rooting against the Giants because they benched Eli Manning for, for <laughs> oh, yeah, Geno Smith. So it will be my first time rooting against the Raiders uh, <laughs> as a Giants. Fan. And I was even rooting for the Raiders. Remember that that Raiders-Bucks game, over game overtime game like five, six years ago? Yep, yep. So, I was uh, at that game. That was – Oh, wow. And I was there with, you know, Raiders and Bucks fans, and they almost tied. And I was, and, my, and I'm telling you, my friends, they talk a lot of trash. And I was just, I was like begging. I was like, please let this game end in a tie because I want to see how these, <laughs> how they trash talk each other after, yeah, after a tie. So
2: um, it ended up yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. I remember that game that was a car had like 500 yards, Raiders had like 200 yards in penalty. I yeah. It was the it most was
0: penalized a- game in NFL history,
2: I believe. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Adam Holder95. Uh, find all my work on silverandblackpride.com, too. Do a lot of written stuff over there. And as uh, as uh, you guys alluded to, my own podcast over there, if you're interested in some Raiders talk.
0: Sounds good. And, uh, you know, follow him. We're going to yeah. see him down in Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl this year. So maybe we'll uh, we'll link up and do something. Definitely. Stuff.
2: Thanks, man. Definitely do a lot of draft stuff, too. So looking forward to it. No holds bad.
0: He he took me in the low post and won. but. I think we had on the Varsity. Hey, better, better, not better, 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 better. The Fall Classic is over. It's over. But we got UFC fights, all types of good stuff. We got a lot. I mean, you got football to bet on. I mean, you're, we're going to have our our you know our quick picks, our spread picks, fantasy draft. There's all types of stuff you can do. But you got to do it over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the 2021 World Series. That is over. It's a no-brainer offer, guys. Take a swing at it. You know. Like a swing in a UFC fight. There's so many things you can bet. You could do parlays. Joe, Danny, um, we haven't t- officially welcomed you on, but like, who was, what are the fights going on this weekend and what should people bet on?
3: Honestly, pretty banger of a card. You got Kamaro Usman, Colby Covington in the main event. That was a fire fight last time. They got Rose, Namu, and Zhang Wei Li in the championship rematch. Honestly, if I'm a betting man, I'm going Kamaru in the main event and in the woman's straw weight, I'm going Rose. I know they're the favorites. But I think they're just better than their two opponents. If you go back and watch their fights, they're both great fights. Any um like dirtbags fighting? Uh, I think you got Jesse Gaethje and Michael Chandler. That believe that's open in the pay per view. Honestly, I'm kind of feeling a little Michael Chandler in that one. Going with the underdog there. He's plus one seventy five. I think Michael Chandler can win you some money. When's the next Jake Paul fight? December eighteenth. He's fighting an actual boxer this time. We have made progress. We got an actual boxer. He will be fighting.
0: He talking about he fought he fought Floyd Mayweather, greatest
3: boxer of all time. That's Logan Paul.
0: Well, who's Logan Paul fighting?
3: Whoever gets in the most money at this point. <laughs> okay, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app
0: now. Use promo code JohnBoy, bet just one dollar on whatever and win a hundred dollars in free bet. It's find out find out a way to do it. That's promo code JohnBoy at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the two thousand twenty one. World Series, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum file deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Major League Baseball trademarks and copyrights are used with permission of Major League Baseball. Visit MLB.com. All right, we now welcome on Danny King, young Danielson, for weather and trivia. Back in MetLife, back in New Jersey. How are, we, how are we feeling
3: weather-wise? Back in that beautiful, gray dump. So, Justin, I know you were the one that tweeted after Talking Giants last week that it was raining again. Guess what? It didn't. I'm just – my weather models are fantastic. Or was that Bobby? Am I wrongly accused of Justin over no, there? No, that was, Justin. That was Justin. It does it every it week. Justin. I trust your yeah, weather. I, Justin does thank it. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Justin. Come on. You got, you got to be able to trust trust the man in the suit. That's what you got to do. All right, we
1: also have, have to say goodbye to Mikey because he is not having it. Not oh. having it this week.
3: Um,
0: give him a cigarette, calm him down. Like Lucy, what's Lucy would re- Lucy was a very <laughs> relaxed dog because she smoked cigarettes. Maybe Mikey should smoke cigarettes. I <laughs> this, stole that know, joke a... from the the Patreon chat, Red Yeti.
3: Hey, you know what? Hey, you gotta you got do what you gotta do. This is not day of my life, even though Justin's not like here, even dog. though this. Preta- preta- <laughs> most it's gonna be mostly cloudy, fifty three degrees with winds six miles per hour to the northwest. Uh, the precipitation probability is zero. So for kickoff, and I'm gonna say this again kickoff, it's going to be zero deg- percent of precipitation. It's so going to be zero Justin, 53 degrees, mostly cloudy. Get ready for It's not going to be too cold, I think, but it might, might, might be a little brisk, but nothing too cold.
0: 50 degrees feels like ice right now. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to that uh, happening. Oh, by the way, also before we hit the trivia, follow me on Instagram at Bobby Skinner oh, underscore. I'm like 27 followers away from passing you, Justin. You
1: know what? How about we tell everybody to follow Danny King?
3: Danny doesn't I post. Need, I don't use Instagram.
1: That doesn't matter. I mean,
3: Just if you want to see like my F Corland
0: posts, Sunday I have you. a high of seventy, low of fifty. Follow Bobby Skinner on Instagram. So all close. Get, get I mean, you can follow Danny on. King too, but I'm trying to pass Justin Pennick and Instagram followers. Nothing
1: special. Can't let me have anything. He has more double he has more than double Twitter followers than me. He promotes his Instagram mentality. like he promotes his Instagram like no. It's actually it's actually kind of embarrassing. You promote it so much.
0: When's the last time I promoted it from Instagram?
1: Oh, come on. Come on. You, you Can't remember. You, you just tweeted about it today. Now you're talking about it on the podcast. You probably talked about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, you you Mamba
0: mentality. Oh, come on.
1: It's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Danny,
3: any trivia this week? I do have a trivia question this week. This week's trivia question is, as I change my camera, you might see some crazy things. Six players hold two sacks in a single game against the Oakland slash Las Vegas slash LA Raiders. Can you name those six players? All six? Six players. Six players. That's a hell of a trivia question.
0: Jonathan Hankins is one. No. I saw you tweet about Hankins. I thought maybe that yeah, no. would spark that. <laughs> can, I, no, no, no. can I
1: get the question again? I may edit that out, but can I get the question again? Six
3: players hold two sacks in a single game against the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. Can you name those six players? These are majority of these players are players we do know.
1: I think it's Justin Tuck, one of them.
3: One. Okay. David to- Dave Tollefson. No,
0: unfortunately not. Michael Strahan. Two. O.C.U. E. Manure. Three. J.P.P. No.
1: No. Keith Hamilton. No. No. Are we out of guesses?
3: Carl Banks. No, he, he has one. Lawrence Taylor. Yes. Two I don't know. Give us the rest of them. Jesse Armstead and a name I forgot to use the Google Translate for to figure out how to pronounce. It is Chad Brizaki. That's, that's the name I'm going to go with. He played with the Giants from 1994 to 1998. All those six players have two sacks in a single game against the Oaklands and/or Las Vegas Raiders. Majority of them are Oakland Raiders, so or L A Raiders. I don't know, but those are the six players.
1: Oak, um, Aziz is going to join that 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 list. Ooh! Pretty. So Danny, get a get it in the drafts right now. Say these players have multi sack games all against the Raiders. Aziz Ojolori now joins the list. Get that ready. Uh,
0: Quincy Rocher is going to join him. Put in the tweet ready. All right, fantasy draft. Danny is picking first, Justin second, myself third. Uh, me and Danny were one point away from each other last week. And I pulled away. I won last week with uh, forty-seven point nine points. I'm at three. I'm at three hundred forty-one uh, in total. Danny's in second with three hundred twenty-five points. He's uh, about sixteen points back after a thirty-three point outing. And Justin well, took second last week with thirty-six points, but he's he's ninety-four points back. But you know, chip, 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 chip away. All right. Fantasy draft, we pick uh, players from both teams. You're a good way to highlight matchups. Danny, you do have the first pick this week, which I, I don't feel like there's a slam dunk pick this
3: week uh, for first. I think this is a very debatable uh, week. It is a very debatable week, and I know I'm, I'm torn between two players. I know wh- whichever one I go first, they will not be around on the come around, which is unfortunate. I'm going to go with the position that Giants, you tend to give up a lot of fantasy points to. And that will be the running back position. I will be taking Josh Jacobs with the first pick. I know he had that what the chest contusion. If I if I'm reading this correct, he has yeah chest contusion in week seven, but they had the bye week. And the Giants' defense surrenders the tenth most points per game to running backs. It's uh, it's an easy pick in my opinion. Josh Jacobs is the guy. Fifth on my big board. They don't run the ball well right now. Um... I mean he he's let, like he's got ten points, sixteen points, fifteen points, and fifteen points. So he's had double-digit games the majority of the season. I think he'll give me points. I mean, you
1: get 50 yards and a touchdown. That's a solid fantasy day. So Yeah.
0: First I 1-1, view... one, one, though? I had him fifth. I had him fifth. Justin, you have the second pick.
1: Well, I'm glad this guy fell. I didn't think he would fall. I'm taking Darren Waller. I think it just yeah, makes the most one, sense. Yeah, for me. Um, you know, I, I know there could be a chance where, you know, hey, Bradbury uh, may be on the, the tight end again, and that worked last week with Kelsey, uh, but Waller... I think is a little bit of a better athlete than Travis Kelsey. He's a different kind of tight end. Uh, he certainly is going to be getting a lot of volume. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you remember Week One, um, but it was a there was one of these national television primetime games where uh, <laughs> I think I was watching a ManningCast game for it. Where it was the
0: Ravens game.
1: Waller Waller got like seventy five targets in a single game. Um, that may not be this game, but certainly the Raiders are going to rely on him, especially with losing rugs. So give me Waller. My number one pick,
0: because Danny had uh, my fifth pick on my big board. it means I get, it's my number two and my number three. So I'm going to go Kadarius Tony first, even mm-hmm. though he's third. But I want to pick a Giants player first. I mean, this Kadarius Tony—how much more do I need explain, explaining? Now, I'm going to go Hunter Renfro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm tempted to go someone else because I actually think someone else might have a good game. But I'm going to—I am going to go Hunter 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 Renfro. I'm going to go safe. Because Tony might not be the safest pick at this point. Um, so I'm gonna go Hunter Renfro. I mean, I think he's gonna be a lot more involved now that Henry Ruggs is gone, and he was already really revolved and you know, Dan, uh and the that's like if there was a weakness of the Giants defense in the secondary, it's the nickel corner. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Hunter Renfro with my second pick. Justin.
1: Torn between three different guys here. Tough. Give me Devontae Booker. Damn, that's the one I
0: wanted. I was very close to taking Booker. I think he's going to have a good game this week. I really
1: do. Yeah, just at this point, you know, my fantasy season, I want volume, guys that are going to get some volume. And Booker was a little bit of a threat out of the backfield last week, had a 40-yard receiving play. Uh, I think they're finding something a little bit with these dump-off, you know, uh, running backs, whether it's screens or whether you're running 15-plus-yard route concepts down the field, which Bobby Skinner talks about all the time, that 40-yard – that forty yard Devante Booker catch that he had last week, it was two routes that were fifteen plus yards down the field to the right side, and then Booker kinda got that underneath and sold the middle of the field and went. So give me Devontae Booker here.
0: Booker I mean, this Booker's playing the Raiders. I, I'm kind of regretting not taking Booker on. Oh,
1: revenge field. game. Yeah. Hell
0: yeah.
3: yeah. All right, Danny, you got back to back picks here. Back to back picks. My first pick, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a giant. I'm gonna take because I, I know we think he's going to play, but I just can't rock with him right now. Bad guy move, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Evan Ingram, so one of you can have Kenny Galladay. He's all yours. Uh okay, and I'll explain Evan Ingram later. I'm not because, in-
0: Kenny Galladay. I don't believe that he's going to play.
3: Yeah, I don't believe it either. And then, because I know the whole rug situation, there's going to have to be an increase somewhere in terms of the rate of wide receivers. And... My- and- I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock Brian Edwards, the Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver. He had 13 points last week, and obviously due to the situation regarding Henry Ruggs, there's gonna be an increase all around for the Raiders. And you guys said Derek Carr likes to spread the ball around. Brian Edwards, maybe he might have a touchdown, or he might have a halfway decent game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I had Edwards sixth on my big board. You got him seventh. I had Evan Ingram ninth. You got him sixth. So. Uh, I, Ingram just doesn't put up yards anymore. So I, I, I so like Ingram's kind of he's always going to be low for me. Like he used to put up yards, now he doesn't put up yards.
3: He scored ten points last week, and I with mean the like touchdown when you go, though yeah you know, with a touchdown obviously yeah, and then but like that's his what was that second the touchdown three, of the season first he had first three touchdown. catches
0: for fifteen yards like he gets like yeah. you know and it was like like against the Panthers people like he had a good game did he like they, like three of the catches were on like third and longs where Jones you know checked it down. And there were, like, a couple bootlegs. You know, I like, what did, did
3: – did Ingram really make a difference? I don't think he did. Not really. If Ingram does well, I'll be able to be like, I believed in him. That's my guy. That's my tight end. And plus, i have got to have to rock with him because I'm not going to be able to
1: rock with him much longer because he won't be a giant after this year. Justin, who are you going? It's between two guys here, but I am going to go with Kenyon Drake. I'm um, A little bit of a – Riskier pick, but he's coming off the list two weeks. He has 21 fantasy points, 16.9 fantasy points, has two touchdowns. Got 14 carries against Philly before they had a bye, and he's a little bit of a receiving back too. He's had some five-catch game, three-catch games in there. So give me Kenyon Drake. They signed him over this offseason for a reason. They got a little bit of a two-headed monster, put that in quotation marks, they do the Las Vegas Raiders at running back
0: great game and gamesmanship by me by saying I'm not taking Kenny Galladay because I'm taking Kenny Galladay I was just really hoping he would fall would you have taken Kenny Galladay Justin
1: um that that was my final pick right no no you got one more oh well I was going to take Kenny Galladay on my final pick um because I figured that you two weren't going to take him I believe that's why I said I want to take him because I I knew you you would have taken him I freaking
0: this is smoke screens people this is how you do the draft
1: play me like a violin
0: I'm, I'm taking Kenny Galladay with my third pick smokescreen season how about that my fourth pick I want to go Zay Jones because I'm like yeah, he's going to be their big play threat. but it's like the Giants don't give up big plays like that you know like he's not going to get that like a Jackson is not going to get that big play um, but it's like it's like if there's one person he could do it it's him do it I don't I, there's but what what do I do? Like Slayton would be smart, but it's like he had zero zero last week, and if Kenny Galli's back, John Ross can maybe be a big play. And I think it's I hate to say it, but Kyle Rudolph might be the safe bet. Um, I don't know what I want to do. I'm gonna go. You know, when when in doubt, stay stay true to your big board. I'm going Darius Slayton. Justin, geez. final
1: pick. John Ross, out of principle, I am not taking Kyle Rudolph.
0: Danny picks Kyle Rudolph every week. Are you taking? Are you picking him again? Are you, you going to take a Colin <laughs> Jones? <Johnston, laughs> who was
3: the who was the guy last? Who the guy last? Oh, it was, it was Wayne Gallen that I took him every week and thinking like he's going to do something this week. He's going to do something this week. Uh man, yeah, Kyle Rudolph actually did do something last week. I'm not going to do that, Bobby. I'm going to follow your lead, and because I'm going to believe you're not leading me in the wrong direction, I'm going to take Zay Jones
0: oh yeah i forgot about zay jones
3: i crossed him off because i thought I, I actually
0: started to write down zay jones for myself and then i thought about like you know what the jones still not a big play you All right, almost so that's,
1: broke your own rule
0: that's for the picks it's once you sit you know it's, oh
1: um, okay okay and I,
0: I hadn't vocalized it yet uh-huh. um no so, but it's,
1: it's it's the pen it's the pen it's the pen or pencil rule that you have
0: for the game quick picks
1: oh okay um
0: So, the guys left off the board, Colin Johnston, Kyle Rudolph, uh, Fabian Moreau, Caden Smith, and back-to-back weeks, guys, that Daniel Jones is playing his former tight end at Duke. Their third-string tight end is – remember Daniel Helm, Danny King? Oh, yes! Number number 80? Yeah, Daniel Helm is their third-string tight end. So, back to that, I have that tweet drafted for Friday morning. There is nothing I love more than useless Daniel Jones-Duke connection tweets. Like, it's my favorite thing in the world because I – it just is, It's me flexing, being like, yeah, I watched every Daniel Jones Duke game six times. What of it? Um, <laughs> so how about that? All right, to recap, Danny, you have Josh Jacobs, Evan Ingram, Brian Edwards, and Zay Jones, Justin, Darren Waller, Devontae Booker. I love that Booker pick. Honestly, Kenyon Drake, John Ross, I have Kadarius, Tony, Hunter Renfro, Kenny Galladay, and Darius Slayton.
3: Giant Factors, Danny, you got the first pick this week. Uh, I know we were kind of just crapping on him because he doesn't get done. Do much of he had his first touchdown last week, but I'm going to rock with Evan Ingram. Trade deadline pass, he's still here. So clearly the Giants either didn't get anything, I highly doubt that, or they just think he could be something for this offense. I mean, like, he hasn't been, I mean, besides that horrible Atlanta game, he's been rather consistent when catching the ball. Granted, he doesn't run anything crazy routes. But, uh, so, Evan Ingram will be my giant factor the week. Look, Giants, they might get Kenny Galli back, Kadarius Tony. They didn't really involve him last week, which is weird, I guess, coming off the ankles. Uh, his ankle injury. I think this could be a week. Evan Ingram could just have a nice little game. Maybe get a touchdown. Maybe two touchdowns. That that's pushing. I'm pushing it right there. If Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram, you're here for a reason. You're you're gonna you're. I feel like you're gonna get paid in the offseason. Not nothing crazy, but a team's gonna want you. Make your name out there. Show your plays improvement and be a giant factor this week, Evan Ingram. I want to be something positive about you because I hated booing you off the field in the Atlanta game. I hated doing that, but it was I had to be done. So Evan Ingram, be a giant factor this week, my guy. Be a Did giant you boo factor this him? week. Did
0: you were you booing?
3: Uh, the, not the first time he went off the field, I was like, nah, it's messed up. But then he had, like, that, I believe it was the second time I started booing him at that point. I Did like, you boo, you, Justin?
0: You, you um, suck.
1: I'm not a booer. I'm I was going to
0: s- say, I don't feel like I've ever, like, heard or seen you boo. Like.
1: No. I'm a screamer. I'm a hollerer. I've never been, I in, like, a huge
0: boo situation. But, um, actually, no, I'm definitely a booer. All right. Um, Justin, can, you're a giant hear,
1: factor. I can hear you giving a good boo. I'm going like, two thumbs down while I boo. Yeah. Snacks likes to use two other fingers. I um, feel like Giant Factor this year has been a big skill position fest. I'm going to change that. Oh. Will Hernandez. Oh. You're on a contract year, man. I have never been as low on you as ever. Like, this is the lowest that I've ever been on you since your rookie year. Yeah. The same issues that we had of you in your rookie year and the same critiques that we had of you in your rookie year mental issues speed of the game not keeping up with things it's perpetuating themselves and it's and it's your contract year, it's 2021 Will Hernandez, you're my giant factor go out there and be this offensive line's best guy that should be expected of you and it's just not happening right now pick up damn stunts, it's been four years of the same issue pick up a damn stunt be a giant factor. Whenever Crosby's coming over your face and trying to cross your face, slam him to the ground. Be a giant factor.
3: Yeah, and they're going to get stunted to death. Two things. One, I completely forgot Will Hernandez is in a contract here. And then two, Will Hernandez, I was leaning towards him being my giant factor. But last second, I was like, I'm screwed. I'm going to go with my boy, Evan Ingram.
0: So it's we always go like one side of the ball for, for these giant factors. And that's why I'm going with a running back, Devontae Booker. Devonte Booker, one, you're playing against your former team in the Raiders, so you know there's, you know, there's going to be some type of emotions to it. You know, I don't, I'm not saying he's in, you know, in love with that place, but Devontae Booker, because they are the worst rush, like the second worst rushing defense in the NFL. Like they gave up a ton of yards uh, per tote. So Devontae Booker, may, like take advantage. Of. They've been running the ball a little bit better the past couple of weeks, and because we know Jason Garrett's not going to trust this offensive line, you're going to be an outlet. You are going to be hit with checkdowns. Make something out of those plays, which he has done. You know that that you know that long fifty yard pass the last week. You know the third down versus Carolina that started the touch. You know that was on, during the touchdown drive uh, with the Daniel Jones catch. Like you know that those were there. So we need those type of plays out of him. So Devonte Booker, you are my giant factor. I need you to make some plays, um, and we're going to do max Tech, and teams are starting to sniff that out a little bit. So you'll be the the outlet on that too. So Devonte Booker, be a giant factor. All right, spread picks. Uh, we all went four and four last week. The listeners went three and five. Listeners are represented by Brad Van Pelt, former New York Giant. Rest in peace. Uh, they are twenty eight and thirty five on the season. Justin is in last at twenty five and thirty eight. I'm in second at thirty five and twenty eight, and Danny is at first and thirty nine and twenty four. So I'm, I'm four games back of Danny. I really. Like I, it's it's not going to happen in one week. It's not like fantasy where you have that big swing. But I'm going to keep chipping chipping away at Danny King. I'm going to win this back to back years. First game we got Thursday night football. Mike White in the New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts minus ten and a half. Listeners
3: are going Colts. Danny, who are you going? This just feels like a game that the Jets are oddly going to keep close. I am starting Carson Wentz at fantasy because Aaron Rodgers let me down this week. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, so, so uh, bleh, bleh, what was I going to say? Jets, plus 10.5, Mike White, the legend, Hall of Famer. I'm going to be tweeting him like he's, like, a uh, uh, legend of the game because I got to get likes. Mike White and the Jets, cover.
0: I'm going Jets as well, too.
3: Damn it. <laughs> if
0: I didn't write it down already on this, because I write mine down before the show, I would have went Colts to go against you because it's like I'm taking a risk. It's like, oh, that's a game I can gain on, on Danny King. But I, I, I actually do think they're going to – it's Thursday Night Football. Like, you you bad horrible teams covered the spread on Thursday Night Football. Justin, who do you got?
1: Well, bad for all of you. I'm going also Jets to cover, plus 10.5. So, all of you are going to be wrong.
0: How about that? Listeners are feeling good. We got uh, the Cleveland Browns, who no longer have Odell Beckham Jr. on team because he's a scumbag. <laughs> at the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals are favored by 2.5 at home. I'm going Browns just because – Dude, I, I actually watched the Baker press conference the other day, and I felt bad for him, you know. And I got no problem making fun of Baker, but it's like this dude really just severed the locker room. Like, I can't believe he did this, you know. And everyone else has, you know, to come out and say, you know, we would welcome him back. But it's like this guy, what an asshole. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my guy Baker Mayfield, who's been playing bad, but I'm gonna go Browns plus two and a half because they do have a really good team. Uh, Justin, who you got in this one?
1: Go Bengals, minus two and a half. Give me the home team. think they're going to have a good bounce back game.
0: Listeners agree with
3: you. Danny, do you agree with Justin? I unfortunately do. Uh, question for you guys. Uh, so, like, when do we think Odell's going to come back? to <laughs> the Sorry, sorry. I'm just being that guy because I find people on Twitter to be dumb that they could Odell would even want to come back here. Uh, Yes, the Bengals, minus two and a half.
0: Odell would want to come back here. Just his pride wouldn't let him. For as long as Dave Gunn's here, Which Actually, it's the one thing I don't blame him on. Um, Texans at Dolphins. Weird that they're playing each other the week after the buy or the trade deadline where it's like, you know, they're talking about trading Deshaun Watson. Dolphins are favored by five and a half at home. Uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor's back. Justin, who are you going?
1: Texans plus five and a half. I actually think that they were playing somewhat well with Tyrod Taylor and... The Dolphins are really, really bad.
0: That's That was my exact reasoning, too. Damn. Danny, are you going with me and Justin, or are you going with the listeners with the Dolphins
3: minus five and a half? I mean, the Dolphins have been really bad recently. I don't understand this spread, honestly. <laughs> yeah, this, this spread is so confusing. I feel like the Texans can kind of keep it closed. You know what? No, 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 no. They're both one and seven. You know what, Tua Tagovailoa—he heard the noise. He knows that the t- Dolphins wanted Deshaun Watson, and he's gonna go out there and just have a game. I think I dig. I'm gonna go Miami. I'm gonna go Miami. I'm gonna change it up here.
0: Who are you going in Packers at Chiefs? Chiefs minus seven and a half at home.
3: Oh Any? God. Um, what, what's no, the spreading again? They
0: really ruined this game.
3: Oh yeah, God damn it, Aaron Rodgers. You? Oh, no. Uh, what's the spreading again? Chiefs minus seven and a half. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take the Chiefs this week. I mean, hey, maybe Jordan Love goes out there and has a game. It's probably what's gonna happen. But I, I think the Chiefs. This is a the game they'll win.
0: It'll be interesting to see Jordan Love. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Justin. Who are you going? You are a big Jordan Love fan, so it's. I feel like you kind of have to take the Packers. Like the list. Gotta season. go. Gotta
1: yeah, go why not? I have such a terrible record. Um, let's see. It, let's see a Jordan Love game where he throws the ball 18 times, but uh, what's his face? AJ Dillon gets like 35 rushing attempts.
0: Yeah, you're actually like you for some reason you hate Aaron Rodgers, uh, but you were a big Jordan Love fan. So this is like a this is a game for you.
1: This is a coming out party for me.
0: Yeah, Chargers at Eagles. Chargers are favored by one and a half, minus one and a half on the road. Uh, I'm going Chargers though. I mean, it's I expect the Chargers to win this game, so I expect them to win by more than one point. And the Eagles are just so inconsistent. There's one week I was like, damn, the Eagles put up some points. And then it's like the next week they get, will you know, score three points. Um, but I I saw the Eagles scored like 38 points and Jalen Hurts had like 15 throws or something like crazy like that. Like they were just working the Lions. So I'm going Chargers. Justin, who are you
1: going? Yeah, I'm going Chargers too. Minus one and a half. Um, it's very strange. the A lot of the mid-tier AFC teams, they'll alternate between being the hot team in the AFC and then being cold as ice so yeah and i'm the, not too
0: high on the chargers right now either but it's the, it's the eagles
1: the a right the afc is going to be fun to watch as the second half of the season if there's anybody that can separate themselves from the pack Ch-
0: listeners also in Chargers. danny are you gonna put our our first consensus pick of the week which yeah i always late in the, the game chargers. for
3: that me and my guy justin herbert we get the job done
0: not every week with justin herbert patriots at panthers Justin, who do you got in this one? Uh, Patriots are minus three and a half on the road.
1: Kind of think I'm in on the Patriots right now. I kind of think I'm in. Um, Mac Jones has looked pretty solid. You know, they got Jacoby Myers and Damian Harris are two guys that impressed me during the the training camp, the joint practices, and lo and behold, they're they're doing all right too. And you know, for all the crap that Bill Belichick got without Tom Brady last year, I think you're seeing. Some of it pay off this year where it's like, you know, well-coached team. They got some guys back from COVID opt-outs. They spent a shit ton of money this offseason. Give me the Pats, minus three and a half.
3: Danny, who are you going? I will also be going Pats, minus three and a half. The Panthers are just not – they 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 gave us the mirage that they were good, and I bought in, and then Sam Darnold saw a ghost at MetLife again, so I can't rock with them.
0: Wow, back-to-back consensus picks. Myself and the listeners are also going Patriots. No Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. At the um, uh, at the 49ers, Cardinals favored by one on the road. 49ers plus one. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 49ers. It seems like they always beat the Cardinals even when the Cardinals are good and the 49ers are bad. I'm, I've am i been kind of out on the 49ers. I'm not a fan of the 49ers this year, but I am going 49ers plus one. Listeners are going Cardinals minus one. Danny, who are you going?
3: Who the heck is even the Cardinals' backup quarterback? Like, Do, do we know that answer? I meant to look that up before but I don't know.
1: I think it's Colt it's McCoy. Colt, it's the
0: sheriff. It's oh, Colt it's Colt McCoy. McCoy. I feel oh, like I, I feel bad not easy, picking the Cardinals now. Easy, I've never seen Danny money. more excited in his life than finding out Colt McCoy is going to start it's a game. easy money. Easy money. Colt McCoy out every day of the week. I wish this was a Thursday night game, thinking now that it's Colt McCoy. I I Danny, I've never seen you get that excited in your entire life.
3: Like that because was Because Colby he probably so much joy last year when he right. beat the Seahawks. Danny loves backup QBs. Yeah,
1: I was about to say Danny, you need to start getting jerseys of every backup QB the Giants has every year. Oh,
3: God. Did you get your Tony jersey by the way yet? I had to I had to reorder it because the whole they, they just said now we're not shipping it out to you. I'm like, what the heck you mean you're not shipping it out to me?" So I got to reorder my Tony jersey. Do it. You got to do it, man.
0: Justin, who who do you got in this
1: one? 49ers plus one.
0: Me and Justin, nah, we're not, yeah. And then um, Titans at Rams. It feels like injuries and COVID have like ruined a lot of matchups this week. Titans at Rams, Rams minus seven and a half at home. I mean, the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, and I'm and I'm going the Rams minus seven and a half. But I can't wait to see Adrian Peterson play for them. Adrian Peterson still has juice. I I really, I truly do believe that he's. You know, is it? Can I say that Adrian Peterson is the best running back of all time?
1: I think that's fair especially when you consider that he he really came up when the league started to change to very very passing. I mean, it was already starting to change, but um I think he came up at like the perfect time cuz I don't think there's ever going to be a I think Derrick Henry's the only exception of there could be ever be a running back that puts up the production of Adrian Peterson cuz they just but don't I- get volume anymore.
0: I mean, I think he's better than Barry Sanders. I think he's, be- you know, better than the Emmitt Smith. You know, obviously Barry Sanders has like, but I really do think Adrian Peterson is the best running back of all time. And they took a season away from him in his prime, you know, with the, you know, with his, you know, he's uh, hitting the kids with the switch. Um, but anyways, I'm going Rams minus seven and a half. Danny, Justin,
1: I'm going Titans plus seven and a half. Um, I I yeah. want them to keep it close. I'm rooting for. This team to still stay afloat without Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick Henry yeah, for your is really
0: narrative, really... for your running back narrative. No, it, it is no,
1: it's true. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's true. I, I'm I'm rooting for it. Um, but I, I think they can too. I think if they let Ryan Tannehill throw it a little bit more, throw it downfield a little bit more, and put it more in his hands, you know, it could backfire on him. But it also it it could work too. So I want to see him keep it close on a prime time stage.
0: Danny, are you agreeing with myself
3: and the listeners or Justin? I agree with you and the listeners. I mean, the Rams just became like the NFC. All right, they're the NFC favorites right now, but they'll find a way to lose because the Rams, for some reason, can never get out of the – they just – they have a great team, but they can never take that next step to the Super Bowl. They did it in, what, 2019. They haven't been able to do it since.
0: Predictions for Giants Raiders, Danny King.
3: Predictions for Giants Raiders. I'm going to – the Raiders are coming off a tough week with, obviously, the whole situation surrounding uh, losing Henry Ruggs, but the, they're a team of resilience. They did it with John Gruden. I think they're going to do it again this week. They'll probably beat the Giants. I, man, I don't know what the score could even be, though. I'm going to say 24-13 to Giants will lose to the Las Vegas Raiders,
1: and we'll head on to the bye week with another loss. Justin. Twenty-three twenty, Giants win before the bye week.
0: You guys both mentioned the bye week. Yet two weeks after the bye week, decisions can be made. But decisions gonna be made by Daniel Jones because you know it. You know hasn't been hasn't been you know great the past few weeks. It's been all right, but it hasn't been great. Daniel Jones is gonna put the team on his back, on his back giant 77 Raiders zero we will see you on monday with a victory podcast that's the guarantee we appreciate you guys we'll see you monday enjoy your weekends but until then let's go big blue